I said, give him a couple of days just to make sure. I think he, he said he had something to do that morning. He like, wanted to make sure it'd be over or something like that. So he said he's going to let us know. All right, cool. I guess we'll uh, we'll wait around. And the people watching us right now, they're wondering, like, what are what are they waiting around for? To be continued. You may find out later on. You may find out. Yeah, probably. Hopefully, next episode we can drop the drop the news on them. But it's it's a goal in progress. Goal in progress. Things are moving. Things are happening. You know, like when you feel like uh, your stomach's been growling a little bit, you're like, oh man, it seems like nothing's really moving. Things are moving. Things are moving. So, you know, it's a good feeling. Property box. Welcome to Property Bonics. We're in the building. You know what I'm saying? In the building, in the house, in the apartment. We're all over the place, man. How you feeling? I'm good, man. I can't complain. You know what I'm saying? Just chilling. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm in a good space right now. Yeah? Are you in a good headspace? Yeah, yeah, man. I've been... This is how I know I'm in a good headspace. I've been writing jokes. Like, mm-hmm. when I'm writing jokes, I mean, I'm good. But, like, when, I, when I'm like, man, I ain't writing that. I ain't, I ain't got no inspiration. I ain't, I'm not doing well, but I'm doing good right now. I'm... uh. Some good premises popping off right now. I've been tweeting a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I got the we got the property bonics Twitter, you know what I'm saying? So another goal. Another goal completed. That's uh we we're really just killing it with these damn goals. Yeah, so everybody listening, check us out on Twitter, proper underscore bonics. Just type in proper bonics, we'll pop up. You know what I'm saying? You'll notice Bonics. our new logo. You'll notice the logos out there, which is gonna pop when you see it. So I think that's gonna grab your attention. Uh, so yeah, definitely check us out on Twitter. I may need to follow up like the the listeners. I need to follow us on Twitter. <laughs> I need to make a Twitter that follow us on Twitter. And you yeah, know what? Follow Kirk afterward. This is one stop shop. So if you come to Poppery Bonics, it'll say Kirk's Twitter name in the bio, so you can just be both at once. Yeah, right now I think it's like because it's like uh, by comics your Twitter, and then it just says Kirk Griffiths. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, cool. I, I kind of like that actually. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll come something. My username is going to be the real Michelle Obama. Oh, yeah. I think that's I think that's taken by like one of Trump's kids or something. Oh man, <laughs> oh man. What's so up what's with up? you, though, man? What's up with you, though, man? You, uh, um, you good? I'm chilling. Uh, yeah, man, I'm good, man. I'm chilling. Uh, you know, I'm out here doing stuff that I like to do. Got my little red light on, burning electricity. I should probably turn it off. I'm going to a, rec- a reptile expo uh, this Saturday. <laughs> Uh, in Oaks. I'm pretty excited about that. You know, there may be a little addition next time you see Kirk on Property Bonics. Uh, I'm referring to a corn snack. And uh, yeah, man, just uh, staying busy with the damn shows. Uh, we, I was a little, I felt a little uh, what they what they referred to as FOMO yesterday, the fear of missing out. Uh, you messaged me that you were going to be at Phantom Power, and I was like, ooh, I won't be there. And, uh, <laughs> literally, like, two people messaged me, like, your boy's here. One with a photo. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, damn, my boy is there. I was yeah. uh I was at uh the Philly Punchline uh doing their open mic, the nacho mic for the first time. Never been out to that uh club before, so uh didn't make it out, but I'm glad to see that you had a nice time over at Phantom. Yeah, man, it was it was good to be out there. Every one one thing I one one takeaway from that experience of going to the mic out there, people think I made it. <laughs> hmm. Everybody 
Do you want to take pictures with me? I'm like, it's, I'm just ah. Alan. <laughs> I ain't making it. Damn. That's a good feeling. They, maybe they didn't recognize the new hairdo, bro. Maybe they, that's what captivated them. They're like, oh, he's different now. He's changed. He got twist money. Yeah, no, twist money. This shit. This is like $100. Mm. But no, man, it was, it was a lot of love, though, because a lot of people out there ain't seen me in months, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I got to, Since, like, uh, before COVID, probably. Some of them. I, I know you popped by, like, one time in December, so. I popped out, like, November. Mm. I know it was November, because shout out to Jackie Ben Hain. She, uh, she posted me in her story uh, the other day. And when I looked at the mess- I looked at the messages, she also posted me in her story in November. So I was uh, like, that was, that was the last time I was there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Got a way to track time and such. Now, I remember you uh, you gave me some uh, honey dip advice uh, last time I saw you, which was probably like in November, December at the mic. That's how I remember your appearance at the Phantom Power Open Mic. Yeah, yeah. Kirk in the, in the dips, man. You, you're the man out here, man. I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. I, I, got, some, I got some dip reports uh, that Alan was in the building. I got, I got, I, saw, I messaged, uh, messaged a buddy of mine. Um, and I was like, hey, there may be. Cause she was saying she may go over to Phantom just like relax. And I was like, you know, there may be a little surprise uh, stop in. And she was like, Oh, she thought it was me. She's like, Ooh, can't wait to kiss your face off, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's going to go down tonight. Mm-hmm. And I was <laughs> like, Oh shit. I may have to drive to Lancaster. Um, and she messaged me maybe 40 minutes later. Like, Oh, it's Alan exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Uh, so, <laughs> You may have caught some butterfly kisses on my behalf afterward. No, no, I, I, I get no kisses. I get fist. I was giving fist bumps. I don't. I don't know. You're nice to meet you. Yeah, you're pretty sure you're a good person. <laughs> no, me, man. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> now that's cool, man. That's cool that uh, you got to go back out there to the home base and all that stuff. And you have the the show out next week, right? What show? Don't you have Hunky Dory next week? Hunky Dory is August 9th. It's the uh, second. It's the second Monday of every month. We're at Hunky Dory. You know what I'm saying? Brooklyn, seven forty seven Franklin Avenue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I saw the last. Uh, the last edition it looked like a sold out uh, endeavor. Tell yeah, us man. about this. It was cool, man. I had posted on Facebook. I'm like, yo, man, tonight was great. Had a sold out show. But then my mom commented. She was like, How can it be sold out when it's free? I'm like, Man, get out of here. Like, <laughs> I'm like, get out of here. Every seat was filled. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, man. Shout out to Peaches. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, funny it's hard to get people to come out. It's hard to get people to come to the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, even for free shows, there's still, like, that's still uh, a feat to get uh, all the seats taken. That's still a thing. Like, if people ever put an event on before, uh, especially if, like, if you have, like, a 40-plus seater, uh, that's a big thing. So, you know, whether they paid money or not, uh, that's credit to you for that one. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. People take time out of their day. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, my brother show up? No. What the hell, man? It's not, he, he'll, he'll, he'll come out one day, you know what I'm saying? When he do, it's going to be a great show. You know what I'm oh, saying? Brian, I sent you a message, Brian. <laughs> I know you read the message because you clicked heart on it. Bruce <laughs> Pat says it was already sold out. <laughs> I would have I would have made an old lady get up for Brian. Damn, yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was it was it was good though. You know what I'm saying? It was 
I can't go. I can't complain, man. It's it's going good on that front of things. Yeah, man. It's uh, you know, we're we're in the midst of this the summer and all that stuff. People are going back out. People are transitioning from fist bumps to full blown high fives. Um, and it looks like some people are kind of uh, fretting a little bit that we're about to revert right back into it. Because uh, damn Delta, Delta Airlines Delta is going all over the place, bro. Delta variant, man. It, it's I, I'm let me tell you like this, man. I'm, we we both vaxxed. You know what I'm saying? If the Delta pop off, at, at least gas will go, go back down. And I mean, like I'm vaxxed out here. You know what I'm saying so. Y'all be y'all be safe out there. You know what I mean, like. Yeah, well, I don't know if you saw this, but um, Kamala Harris, um, our, our vice president, uh, she uh, noted that um, while encouraging people to get vaccinated, noted that it's what the Bible would want. Um, it's what the Bible would want in, in the theory of love thy neighbor, uh, and she kind of uh, made in a kind of a very loose analogy uh, to that. Um, what What are your thoughts on you know? It's kind of a, this one, it seems like kind of a mixture of public health science and mixing it with religion. Do you see that as like a, a way to just kind of cater to a demographic? Or do you think there's some uh, credence in what she's saying? And that uh, you're, if, you, if you love thy neighbor, you love thy vaccine. I think that she's just trying to reach out to the people that aren't vaxxed. I know there's a lot of Bible thumpers that think that because they believe in God, they're going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? So maybe she's just trying to take that angle. Like, I got to speak to these people. I got to talk in their language. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, if you love your die neighbor, you should you should get vexed. You know what I'm saying? I think that, that's just one demographic of people to speak to. Now, when you're talking about, like, people that don't care about the Bible, they don't care about that. You got to come at them differently. You got to say some shit like, I mean, you you will have good karma if you get the vaccine, some shit like that. You know, those kind of people. I mean, so it's just kind of like, She's just speaking to that audience, I think. And I mean, I'm pretty, I guarantee you that some people that thought about it was like, she has a point. I guarantee mm, you. Probably. If they were trying to get me, it has to be something along the lines of like, yeah, if you get the vax, you're going to be reincarnated into a lion. If there is like a good guarantee that I could be reincarnated into like some sort of powerful animal afterward, that'd be a good incentive if I was of that mind. It kind of seems like you give me like lion vibes already, so I could see you uh-huh. like becoming a lion. You got like the mane and stuff, you know. What I'm saying? I can. Yeah, I'm, I'm not into astrology. But you know, you boys are Leo, uh, so that's you know, there's that for it. Uh, truthfully, I think in my past life I was a grasshopper, uh, and I think there's a good chance I may go back to being a grasshopper. And I don't think that in a bad way either. I think my personality is very grasshopperish, uh, for the most part, uh, very peaceful. I don't really prey on much. A lot of I think they eat grass, my grass on occasion. <laughs> Um, and if a grasshopper is like on top of the head of like a hippopotamus lion or some sort of apex predator, the apex predator is probably going to leave it be. You're like, all right, you know, you're cool. You're not really threatening anyone. So I get that vibe too. Producer Pat made a good point, and you like to pogo. You know, oh, like true. <laughs> Grasshoppers, myself, very agile creatures. So if you're wondering how Kirk gets his jumps, shout to grasshoppers. <laughs> What do you think you'd be, man? What do you think you've been in your past life, and what do you think you're going to be afterward? In my past life, yeah. I probably could have been a shark. I like to eat fish. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I love to eat fish. I like to swim. You know okay. what I'm saying? I love the, I love the water. You know what I'm saying? I get, I, uh, 
I could see you being like a squid. Oh, come on, squid? Squids, yeah, they're pretty like intelligent. Like octopuses too, but squids are pretty intelligent. Plus they're like lengthy. Yeah, I guess because I got more than more than two legs. <laughs> no, no, that's not what I meant. It's not. Pat, you already know what to do. Cut that out. Uh, that's not what I was going for. <laughs> no, man. But look, I'm not gonna lie to you though. If if stuff shuts down, I'm fine. Keep the un- I've been in unemployment for so long. I've been in unemployment longer than my last job. Okay, mm. like keep it rolling. I'm fine. Go ahead. Y'all want to be out here wilding? I-, I seen a thing that said twelve states. You and you probably could guess the twelve states, but twelve states have a vaccinated rate of forty or below. Oh, forty uh. percent or below population of twelve states are are, are vaxxed. I'm assuming a lot of them are going to be in the South. I was about to say Alaska, but no, I feel like there's numbers actually pretty high. I could see Alaska having like a high vaccination number. Um, I, it's, I think, you know, we've touched on this a bunch of times. I'm at the point where, or at least I was, uh, of, I, I don't, I don't burden myself with if people are getting backs or not. Like for me, it was a personal decision that I decided to make because I, I thought, quality of life be better i i I believed in the science uh behind it that was presented to me so i kind of just went for it but i i don't i'm not holding one's feet to the fire to get it or nor am i really judging them for it um but i then again i'm not a public health expert i I don't really necessarily know how much it's uh, affecting other people's health beyond uh us having to maybe close down again uh due to people getting sick again that's it though the fact that Okay, look, I don't care if people vex or not. Like you said, we both are vex. But the problem comes in where them being not vexed is keeping things still locked up and closed and keeping us still in the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I'm going to be okay, but I still have to get back to normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I've been getting used to the high fives again. I've been like creating secret handshakes, people. And if I have to like forget those for another few months, that's gonna I'm gonna take a hit over that one. That'd be kind of annoying. Um, so you know, in that sense, I guess people should back up. Um, well, I, I I don't necessarily want to be locked in again. I think you kind of recognize my behavior from lockdown. I still kind of did things. Um, there's ways around it. Um, but you know, if it happens, it happens. I'm you know I'm kind of just here living it out. Yeah. It is what it is. I'm saying I might have to might be out of here. I might get back on lockdown. I might have to go to out of space or something. You know what I mean? Oh man, that's that's the it seems where a few people are making that transition. Some right. a few people are making that transition from you know a lot of stuff's going on, on Earth of like, you know, let's see what's popping off in Mars and all that stuff. Uh Jeff Bezos, your boy. Uh I just wanted to call Jeff Bezos your boy. My boy. <laughs> your boy Jeff Bezos. Um he uh he he launched his own rocket. Uh, to I don't believe he went to Mars. He went to like kind of the the surface of the space um, today uh, with uh, I think the oldest astronaut and the youngest astronaut and his brother. Uh, they went over there uh, on an Amazon fueled rocket. Um, so you know, the rocket, know the rocket was put together by Amazon employees. 
<laughs> it's just a bunch of, like empty Dasani bottles of pee in them. Uh, just, that's what's fueling it. <laughs> we didn't have time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> just throw it out the window. The uh, producer Pat said that he went 16 miles farther than uh, the other the other billionaire. Oh, guy. Richard Brand. Yeah, because Richard Branson of uh, Virgin Mobile, I believe, or uh, Virgin Records, no, Virgin Mobile, one of them, Virgin something. Uh, Richard Branson, he uh, he was one of the first of the billionaires. It seems like billionaires are having a race to see who can make it to space the fastest. Uh, he did it, I believe, two weeks ago, and uh, he was smiling his teeth off. He was very happy. Um, and it was another example of uh, people saying the Simpsons can predict the future as there was an episode with him, Richard Branson, in space. Uh, so that was just another one where I was like, oh, geez. They never miss. They, they never miss, okay? Yeah, and that's... Well, what, what, what do we make of this? Of like, do we think it's this ominous thing where these billionaires are kind of seeing what life can be out in Mars and outside this world and like uh, the, the meek will inherit the earth uh, sort of thing? Because that's the parallel that many people are making when we see these rich people go up to space. I think, all right, look, like as, like my, as a kid, like as a kid, I look at it and I'm like, that's cool. Like these people went up into space without like, the official NASA and like the official government helping. I think I look at it like it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if I was a kid, I'd be like, Oh man, that's dope. But then you look at the other hand of it, where a lot of people are getting mad because you're talking about these billionaires and there's so much stuff going on on earth that like, they just don't really have much to say about, you know what I mean? Or much to help out about, you know what I'm saying? So I, I have seen pushback like, yo, you wasted money when you can, you can pay people's rent. Which they, you could, you know, you could help out or do something on Earth, but you're like, in, in turn, you're just wasting money in some people's eyes. So like, I, I see, I see that and I understand that. But I think that Jeff Bezos did something that was smart. He, when he came back, I don't know if you've seen this, that he said he's going to donate like a hundred million dollars to um, a charity of what, of somebody's choice. Van, it's a guy from uh, Van, is the Van Lathan? The Van Lady? No, no, from CNN. The van nigga. The van nigga with the glasses. Van. Jones? Van Jones? Yeah, that's his name. Ball dude, glasses. Yeah, Van Jones. He he gave he gave Van Jones a hundred million dollars to donate to charity when he came back. Damn, so, that's a lot of pressure on Van Jones right there. I'm sure he's gonna do it to some good charities, whatever. But when I seen that, I was like, okay, he might have heard people talking shit from Earth. You know what I mean? He was like, mm. I'm gonna do this. <laughs> So I kept my Amazon uh, stereo on. I heard you guys were saying while I was down there. I had cameras on you guys. Um, I think it'd be different if, like, say, something like a Bill Gates, if he were to go up to space, because he has a bunch of humanitarian uh, endeavors uh, where it seems like he's one of those uh, billionaires that use this money to help the people. But uh, I, I can never really expect, you know, someone like Jeff Bezos to be like, oh, yeah, he'll pay for people's rent. Oh yeah, like he's instead of building a rocket ship, he's gonna pay for my corn snake. Like I, I would never expect that uh, from Jeff Bezos, but I get uh, the criticism behind it. There's a lot of uh, people uh, pushing for the idea of kind of getting rid of billionaires. Like it should be illegal to have a billion dollars, um, and that it's like kind of like the the height of capitalism, which um, I think a lot of people also feel that should be demolished as well 
we see a guy like Jeff Bezos, uh, he created Amazon and then uh, some say made his way up to be this multi-billionaire. Uh, do you feel that it, that is inherently wrong to have that much money when there's this much poverty in the world or that he's deserves his earnings? I think that he deserves his earnings if he gets them the right way and has to follow the same rules as everybody else. For Amazon to not have to pay taxes is crazy. That is kind of wild. That is a wild thing. Right That's now. crazy. Crazy. Them, them, them paying taxes alone help out so much. So, yes, I'm all for people working, working, getting their money, getting their coins. I like that. But when you're dodging the system and going in between the lines and cheating the system, like, I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like Jay-Z about to be a billionaire. He paid taxes. All right. you know I got a problem with that. You know what I'm saying? Oprah paid taxes. But like the fact that Amazon don't pay tax, I got a problem with that. I don't, I don't like that. I mean, I pay, I pay more taxes than Amazon. Crazy. Mm. We, we pay more taxes than Amazon. Speak for yourself, bro. You're brave. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I do pay my taxes. Put that on record. I do pay my taxes. <laughs> no, the, well, that's the thing. We're like, um, what's the dude's name? Joel Olstein, the, yeah. the pastor. He's getting a lot of flag as well. He's uh he just bought like a Ferrari, with, like, a cra- like a crazy expensive one, and they always have those like aerial shots of his mansion with like seven McMansions within the mansion sort of thing. And because it's for a church, his organization doesn't have to pay taxes. Um, I don't know if he necessarily has to, but the organization that he gets money from uh, does not need to. So I do think I would like to see some sort of change in that way. Uh, of you know, there's these avenues for uh, huge revenues coming in, whether it be church or Amazon. And I don't know the laws behind it as to why they don't have to pay taxes, but I don't like it. I would like to see that change. Churches don't got to pay taxes because government fuck with the Lord. You know what I mean? Like, that's, mm. that's no church. No church has to pay taxes, right? I think it's wild, though, because taxpayers are giving money to the church. Yeah. So and but then like people like Joe Smith was I think he spent over three hundred thousand on that car, three hundred three hundred thousand, and untaxed money. Like you don't need to get to God that fast, that stylish. Why are you no. driving that car? No, <laughs> <He's bro>. like, <laughs> it's wild. Him and like uh, I do kind of like the idea of like him and Gucci Man talking about Ferraris. I don't know, I had that vision in my head. Um, but it's, you know, it's kind of, it's fraudulent in a lot of ways, man. If we go down to, back to what our vice president was saying, uh, if we go down to like the Bible of it, and, you know, a lot of ways shouldn't be profiting off religion. You know, if this was back in like days of Jesus and all that stuff, we'd be flipping their tables over, not over like be selling uh, the idea of Jesus. And, uh, you know, I don't know if Joel Osteen has like Jesus shirts or anything like that. And he's selling Jesus shirts, but I imagine there's like Jesus beads, probably they're selling. And I don't like that. I don't like it at all. I can see him selling Jesus merch for sure. I can see it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You think he sells holy water? I know he's probably turning that water into wine. He probably got a liquor store. Damn, yo, Jesus wine? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would. I'm, I'm not necessarily a religious person. I don't know if I would drink Jesus wine. It would feel too sacrilegious. I would, I would drink some some sand God. No, I drink some <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> So saying God, <laughs> they better call it that if they are making Jesus one. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's just crazy though, man. I think that, and since we talked, I know he's going to bring up Joel, but since you brought up Osteen, 
I think it's fucked up how I forget one of them hurricanes or something. Something happened down there, and he wouldn't let people inside of his church. It was like during Katrina. Shelter. It was during Katrina, right? Where it was like he had no. Was it Katrina? It was recently. I'm talking within like the last two yeah, years. You're right. Something yeah, ha- something happened, and he wouldn't let people seek refuge in his church, which is crazy. Yeah, I and you know what? it's funny. We've been doing this long enough where I think we spoke about it on the podcast. <laughs> so, Bruce Pat, if you could pull up the resource of our old proper bonnets episode. <laughs> Uh, so right. you can fact check it, but yeah, I do recall that. Yes. I, and I I don't know the the specifics of it either. If there's any particular reason, but uh, it, it's not a good look, and it kind of rose people the wrong way. And I think that line of thinking uh, is where many of the the critics of Jeff Bezos' uh, move to space uh, their their line of thinking uh, is way. And, and I don't know if you noticed this. There's been a lot of criticism over space in general this week, bro. Space Jam uh, Legacy yeah. came out. And uh, the same people are pretty upset. Space is not having a good week. If you're like... Space uh, over two this week? <laughs> space is taking mad L's. If you're like a, a seven foot three uh, large monster who is pretty good at dunking, you're having a bad week. Mm-hmm. Or if you're Joel Osteen, that too. Uh, by chance, did you watch right. Space Jam Legacy? Yes, I watched. I watched Space Jam with my kids. You know what I'm saying? It was that's the way to do let me it. Tell you, man. I watched. I watched it after I seen all the. I seen like a lot of negative comments about it online, which I hate. I hate when I see things after I'm watching all, looking at all these hot takes. But I watched it, and so LeBron's a basketball player. I don't expect <laughs> his acting to be good. I just it wasn't up, even okay. His acting was really bad. <laughs> Just like it just it's preface it was, it's really bad. It was really it bad. You know what's funny? I know it was like, No, go ahead. I was gonna say it was so bad, my daughter pointed it out. She was like, Dad, he can't act. <laughs> yeah, he was, was like, Yeah, I know. So this is what I know. So I've only I'm only 50 minutes into it. Um he his acting is notably pretty bad. It's very robotic. Um, just pretty much all the describers that you use for bad. Uh, you could apply it to LeBron James's performance. However, I realized as what well, we're seeing the live action version, I'm like, oh, he's he's talking very cartoonish. And once he was a cartoon, his acting wasn't as bad. It was like, oh, it's almost like he was practicing to be the cartoon, and then he just happened to do these live action ones. Because like, if you notice how he talks, it's very much cartoonish, like a Bugs Bunny or like a Elmer Fudd. Not exactly yeah. like them. So once that transition happened, I was like, okay, that makes a little more sense. But yeah, uh, Michael Jordan, he may uh, may be the better actor as well. Uh, I think that that's what some many people right. are suggesting. But I'm not even sure. I'm gonna have to go back and watch the first page because I watched it as a kid. I'm gonna go back and watch to see how good Max acting was. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. It was stellar. better. It was. Be- I, mean? I watched Space Jam recently, like the original <laughs> one. It was better. <laughs> it was like. Uh, I think maybe because it was more of a relaxed film in a lot of ways too. And, you know, I, I can't even speak to why it was better. It was, better. <laughs> um, it felt more authentic and uh, maybe because they were, they were doing his life. Like he, his struggles through baseball and then like, you know, his home life, it felt more real and he, the way how he interacted with the creatures. Whereas like LeBron, I, I think one of the first scene when he sees bugs, he's like excited, which I kind of liked. But it, it, someone pointed out this idea of this movie that it's less of a homage 
um, of paying respect to the original Space Jam and more of an exploitation of the original Space Jam. Um, I don't think I necessarily agree with that. I think this movie is for kids. Uh, ultimately, there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, references for us that grew up with the original, and it's going to be fun for us in some ways. But this is a children's movie with Bugs Bunny in it. Um, so I think a lot of people that are doing these uh, criticisms need to keep that in mind as well. Yeah. I, so, like, I'll, okay, I will say LeBron's acting was, was what it was. But I enjoyed the movie. Like, I liked the movie. I laughed. I felt like it had a good plot. I felt, I enjoyed the movie. I, I like I, I got past his acting, and like you said, when it became a cartoon, it probably wasn't as bad. But like I enjoyed the movie. Like I was like I like this. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like super bad. Like everybody was making it sound. You know what I'm saying? You know whose acting was really bad? Daffy Duck. Oh my goodness, bro, he fell off. Daffy Duck fell off. That's something I'm realizing not a lot of critics are highlighting. And I'm not trying to like spread hate or anything like that, but Daffy Duck, I don't know what he's been up to, but that's he really needs to step that game up. Despicable. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's um, I'm gonna maybe watch the rest of it. I haven't made it through, but um, it was entertaining for parts. There's once I, a lot of people are because they go through that uh, montage spoiler alert where a lot of it's very Warner Brothers based and it's pretty much like a commercial ad yeah. for Warner Brothers. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. It was kind of like a oh cool. There's a, there's Rick and Morty out of nowhere, or oh right. there's a little uh, Matrix homage. It's very cheap, uh, but it's it seems intentionally uh, meant to just do kind of a cheap pop uh, for nostalgia. So I, as someone as an adult watching it and watching something like this for nostalgia, I kind of appreciated that element. Yeah, yeah. So I think people need to people need to relax. It's a a kid movie with LeBron James in it. Like you're going into it like you're about to watch Forrest Gump or something. Like it's not the <laughs> Titanic, <kidding>. okay? <laughs> I, I really hope they don't have Daffy Duck when they redo Titanic. I don't know, bro. Like that, he kind of let me down on that one. Daffy Duck was kind of like he was not. Ooh, that was. But you know, we want to get on to like better. You know, you know, very encouraging things. We don't want to hate too much. And uh, with encouragement comes recommendations, and that's something we love doing at the show. Uh, this is a prop suggestion. It's prop suggestion. My prop suggestion: You got to shop locally and all that stuff. We're big fans of that here, at Proper Bonics. Uh, if you're in the Lancaster area, uh, check out the the vendor Tool Slut. Uh, if you want to get uh, some nice clothes embroidered. Uh, with some funky designs, you know, your boy may be rocking one right now. Uh, it's a AOL sign with the BRB on it, with the embroidered of the AOL on there. That's just one of the fine products of Tool Slide, um, in Lancaster. So, uh, yeah, you could check them out on uh, Instagram, they're around there. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be our prop suggestion. They have a lot of cool clothing. That's a good suggestion. Good suggestion. I like that t shirt, it's pretty cool. Yeah, thanks, man. Got me out here feeling like a tool slut. Very nice. I like that name too. They got I like I like catchy things like that. Like the names are a little <laughs> funny thing. Like I seen a uh a a lumber yard. It was called Dyke's Lumber Yard. <laughs> but that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> if y'all can put the jokes in your own head. I ain't gonna say the jokes, but yeah, that's what I saw. <laughs> it's, it's a lumber yard I would attend. Yes, very much so. I, all right, look, here go here go a little. Little suggestion. I'm gonna go with the 
like a corporate suggestion. Corporate suggestion. I just Whoa. did a. I just had a little Zoom interview, Uh-oh. and it makes me. It makes me think. I feel like I'm really, really good with interviews, for one reason. I never, I never stop talking. Like when they ask me a question, I never stop talking. The suggestion here is recommendation, whatever you want to say. When you're on an interview and they ask you a question, never be like, oh, never like say like, that's all, or I don't know. Like, just keep fucking talking. Like, yeah, that's a big one. I'm telling you, I've seen so many people on interviews. Like, I've, you ever do like a group interview? You ever do one of those? I've been just, a part of them, like a panel. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it was like, no, I'm talking about like they're interviewing like eight different people at once. Oh. That I haven't been on. No. So this is like I did like a, a warehouse. I worked at like Kohl's. I was like 19. Worked at Kohl's in the warehouse, and it was like I, re- I remember people getting asked questions, and they have like one word answers. And I'm just like, that's that looks bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, when you're on interviews, like talk to you think they don't want to hear no more. Don't ever be like, no. I, like when they ask you, do you have any questions? If you don't, you better think of something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like, just don't be like, no, I have nothing. That, that's all. They, 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 don't, they hate that. And that goes for the, the shy people, too. I know that's the default for many uh, shy or introverted people. And uh, it's very much like, oh, we'll say very little because it says more when you say less. Uh, I, 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 I'm with you on this. One. I don't think this applies with interviews. Uh, not necessarily not to, like, bullshit the person, but, you know, do your research beforehand. So like, even if it comes to the point where you need to fill in words when you may not have a direct answer, you at least know history of like company or like whatever thing you may be interviewing for. Um, so yeah, I think that's a great suggestion. And I think a lot of people can benefit from that. Um, I think a lot of people are uh, at the point now where they're um, a little bit more jobs, employments, a little bit more on the rise and they're applying for more things. Uh, so yeah, I, I love seeing people get work and all that stuff. So that, that's a good one. What's the, what's the acronym they always say for like, uh, when you're doing interviews, I think it's called star. I've heard of it, but I don't know what it stands for. Yeah. So S is for situation. So it depends on like, they're like, Hey, identify this, uh, like identify last time you had to deal with a difficult coworker or something. So like S would be like, name the situation. Uh, T is like, uh, the task in hand. A is the action that you took, and then R is the resolution. Um, so even if you don't have the perfect star answer, when you have that model in the back of your head, it's kind of like a fill in the blanks at that point. Um, so that mixture of like researching whatever thing you're interviewing for, you're gonna have a good interview. Right. We're here rooting for you here at Proper Bonics. We're rooting for you to get that employment. <laughs> we want you to get that get that money. You know what I'm saying? So you can go to space one day, bro. So I like. Got a little PE confession, a little prop confession right now. So I like, got uh, this. This is, sounds like a humble brag. It's not. It's, it's more. It's more about mental health. So like I, for a while now, I've been. I think that's why I've been trying to like save up and all that stuff. You know, some little expenses here and there. Um, but I'm trying to like save up. Uh, and, you know, potentially who knows, buy a house, whatever. Um, and there was a certain amount. There's a number that I was looking to reach for my checking account. It was like, okay, you know, once I get this number, I'm going to invest an X amount amount. I'm going to do this. I may get a purple mattress. It's, I'm, I'm not going to get into mattress game right now, but there's purple mattress three. It's coming soon. Um, right. And I was like, once I get this number, uh, you know, I'll be able to do X, Y, and Z. Last Friday, I hit that number. I hit that number. 
And, you know, I, I thought maybe there'd be some relief, some joy. The minute I looked at my account and saw that I hit the number, all I felt was sadness and dread. I felt very little. I felt very much like, uh, oh, this is, this was your goal. You met it. And what does it actually mean? This is such a, uh, this is even that much money in a large scheme. Um, and just finding just my brain was just like, once intrusive thought mode, I was like, sheesh, like it kind of makes you discouraged to like set goals. Cause it's like, all right, well, once you meet the goal, <laughs> you're going to be met with this uh, existential uh, agony. Uh, so that was something that I, I was kind of uh, like currently for the most part uh, reckoning with and uh, kind of ties into our next topic. But before we do that, have you ever had any experience like this? Like you met a goal and then just immediately you're like the significance of it felt nothing. Yeah. I think that's why it's important to set multiple goals, sometimes even involving that goal. So it's like, my goal is to get here. But when I get here, this is my next goal. Because when you get there, it's just kind of like, okay, now what? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like for me, like I'm, I'm very goal oriented. Like if I don't have a specific goal, I feel like I'm just fluttering. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm just like going through life without a purpose. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I think that, like, for me, like, I, I get I get joy when I hit a goal, but then it's always like, all right, what's next? You know what I'm saying? Because I can't sit there for, forever because, like I said, I'll feel like I'm doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I think it's very, a very common thing that you, that you felt or feeling or whatever. But I think that's why it's important to, like, keep going, keep setting goals. Because like, once, you, once you stop, you're still, you're stagnant. You're no longer moving forward. So I think that you got to. I think that's a important thing to do. And the word stagnant is interesting because that's definitely uh, that that's a good describer of how I was feeling when I saw that uh, just like dread and just stagnation, if that's a way to frame it. Yeah. Uh, I think sometimes when you, when you set different goals for yourself, like, okay, well now I got to meet this goal, meet this goal. Um, it can feel like you're just setting multiple distractions for yourself of like, okay, well, I'm going to meet this goal. I'm going to meet this goal. But ultimately, once I meet them, I'm going to recognize that they mean nothing. I'm going to do them. I'm going to, the process in itself can be gratifying, sure. But once you meet the goal itself, nothing is really there. So that's, you know, very angsty. I, I recognize that uh, Holden Clawfield, shout out to him. Uh, but that's uh, trying to navigate through that and uh, how to embrace uh, a goal being met uh in a in a healthy and happy way um yeah. yeah well one one thing that did come up uh in my agony research uh there's, there's a new study that suggests that uh uh with anxiety you know a lot of it comes with overthinking and thinking fantasizing of different situations whether that be good or bad uh but really just kind of like getting your mind uh in a, in a not so uh, progressive state, you're, you're stuck in anxiety. Uh, a new study is suggesting that uh, this type of anxiety and this type of overthinking can enhance creativity. Um, that you know, if you're thinking too much or you're overthinking, you're opening layers of your head to different thoughts. Some of those may be terrible, intrusive thoughts. Some of those may be uh, ones that are a little bit more uh, you know negative, but ultimately they are opening new thoughts. Uh, and you know, we always kind of with comedy, you always hear the idea of like, Oh, when people are depressed or they're anxious, it makes them become better at comedy, which I don't believe is true for everyone. 
Um, but what are your thoughts on this in terms of when you when you're anxiety uh, ridden and how you produce material afterward? I think that so for me when I'm going when I'm going to a show and I'm about to perform, I'm always very very nervous, I'm always very very anxious, right? But what I can say is that when I'm driving to a show, I feel like I do come up with some really good punches some good tags to jokes. So it's like pressure. For me, pressure makes me write and be creative. Like if I don't if I don't have a show in the future, like it's hard for me to be like no shows booked, let me start writing. I'm more I'm more the kind of person that's like, you know, I got to do 30 minutes. I need to come up with some new stuff. So like that pressure, I don't know if it's anxiety, but the pressure makes me be creative. You know what I'm saying? So like I don't know if it's the same exact thing as like being anxious, but having something like that I'm that nervousness, like the not wanting to bomb, right. wanting to do wanting to do well, that forces me to be creative. Like if I have no like when the pandemic first jumped off, when I had no show, I wasn't writing nothing. Like I was just sitting here, you know, you know what I'm saying? So I don't like, know what you're saying. That's not true at all. We were talking left and right every other week. We were talking, but when it came to like Stand-up material, I can tell you right now, from March through May 2020, nothing, no material I wrote from then, I'm using now. Like, I'm not, like, I didn't, I'm not using none of that, nothing from there. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. but when shows started popping off and I had reasons to get, like, nervous, then I started writing more. Then I started getting in my bag. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if anxiety affects that, but pressure definitely makes me be creative. You have like a productive uh, pressure and anxiety and nerves. Uh, it sounds like uh, so. Like when you when you get in that zone, like before a show, uh, how that you, you use that towards being productive uh, versus like kind of tuning out the nerves, sort of thing. That's and that's something that I used to do, still do, but not as much. I used to get really nervous, and not in like a bad way, but like just nerves before mics and shows. And because I was in Kutztown, I was driving all over the place. So I would always have this thing where 30 minutes before I reached the destination, I'd have to turn the radio off and just think, just think now I do it on occasion, but it's only like 10 minutes. It's like, all right, well, I'm listening to this new album. I kind of want to jam out to it sort of thing. Um, Cause no, you get, you get, you get better. You get better. I, I do the same thing. Like if I'm, I would turn my music off. Like I couldn't listen to like rap music. I had to listen to like some Erica Badu. And then when I got close, I just turn it off. You know mm. what I'm saying? But now I can just walk up to a show and just do what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could have used a little bit of this uh, on Thursday. Uh, yeah, comedy has its ups and downs. So, like, Wednesday, I do Fergie's uh, Off the Leash show. Great show. Very fun. Um, shout out to uh, Shane and Sarah. That was a really fun time and all that. Cool room. Had a nice time feeling my comedy muscles. I'm all over the place. And then uh, I'm like, oh, Thursday, I'm working. And I'm like, you know, I may hit up the open mic in Phoenixville. Hit up Steel City and, you know, just grace them with some of my comedic, you know, senses yeah. and powers. Um, and I know that I've been to that mic a few times where it's like it's all it's a variety mic, but it's always musicians. So I, I'm usually the only comic there. And, you know, I usually get a little get a little juicy. Um, so I was I was feeling good. I was like, you know, I'm going to blast some music on the way there. Let them know that I'm coming. Um, I'm not going to sign up. I'm just going to message a dude, see, you know, see what's up. And, you know, he can put me on the yeah. list. It's like, you know, we'll, we'll just put you up sort of thing. I'm like, you know, that's what's up. I kind of expected it. Uh, 
it did not go well, bro. <laughs> One of the this is like the first like post COVID straight up bomb. It's straight up no redeeming. It was just bad. Like you go up, the mic disconnects automatically. I'm like, okay, all right. That's I could recover from this. This is yeah. this has happened before. Um, and there's like three mics. It's this music mic. Pick up another mic. Same thing. Then the one of the worst signs that a set isn't going to go well, the host has to come back up while you're on stage to do audio shit. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, you know what? No, not the best start, but you know we'll kind of get into something. Get into first joke. Stumble over first joke. A stutter. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I think I say damn it, and I think that rubbed me the wrong way. I see this guy eyeing me up. And like, not in like a, oh, I'm curious what's happening. Like one of these, you could tell he's not a performer, just like a, just a dickhead. Yeah. And uh, I, I may have, uh, I may have threatened to fight him. And I thought it was going to be like an endearing, like, ha 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 ha. I was like, are you trying to get jiggy? I'm like, yo, we going to fight afterwards. And then the crowd was like, oh, <laughs> just concern, concern from like a packed room too. It was like 40 people. Because that guy is a known felon who just came up, who came home from jail. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> he had a funky mustache, bro. He was not a felon. Um, he was drinking like a coffee out of a small cup. Uh, yeah, which, you know, who knows, maybe mops or whatever. But like he, he was just, he, I just, I wasn't feeling his energy and he wasn't feeling mine clearly. Uh, so, so I do 10 minutes and some of the stuff starts to hit a little bit here and there but for the most part it's just like a you like you know you ever been on stage and like recognize like oh man it's gonna suck going back to your chair after like just knowing you're in a pack room you're going to deal with uh people saying good job i thought it was funny that type of <laughs> shit not that i thought it was, no one else did but i did <laughs> yeah bro i was laughing on the inside yo like damn they if this was in philadelphia they'd get it phoenixville is weird i'm like you know, maybe it's best not to say anything. Um, and then I got another little, got a little nice situation afterward. So this, they do their music thing. I'm staying there for a little bit, uh, chilling, soaking in that bomb. Um, and uh, one of the musicians, like right before I'm leaving, they go up on stage, they do their thing. And um, someone came up to me and was like, can I get your Instagram? I was like, oh, cool. And while I'm doing that, uh, one of the musicians who just performed, he was like, you know what? I was just in my apartment, my apartment this morning, and I kept thinking to myself, what this mic needs is more shit. And I look and I'm like, I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> it's like, because here's and I was with my buddy, too. And he was like, you know, a lot of times musicians, they do like this whole negging thing. Um, but I was like kind of thrown off. But I was like, because one, it didn't make any real sense, even contextually. But I was like oh what's that and he's like huh and he kind of like laughed like i was supposed to get it and then uh i'm not trying to brag out in fact uh, i'm a little concerned for myself on this one i i didn't realize i was doing this i stepped to him so like i took a step closer and be like no no but what do you mean in terms of relation to the room yeah kirk what do you yeah. mean <laughs> what do you yeah. mean by that and then like he was just like oh i was, I was just making a joke never mind never mind i did not intentionally do that to be like oh what do you mean but it was I realized like afterwards, like, oh yeah, I did take a step closer yeah. and I did want him to clarify what he meant by that. Yeah. Um, so you yeah, check, that, you check that fool. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I would have preferred just to do well, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's 
Yeah, no, it was definitely one of those things where it's just like my 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 uh, MMA ideations were about to kick in. <laughs> like I'm looking at his wrist to see like, all right, so if he moves that part, um, and then uh, <laughs> last part of this, my buddy and I, we were walking outside. Shout out to Nate, and uh, I was like, kind of like elaborating a little bit on thinking about it and i was like oh i made a joke about i won't do a spoiler of one of my jokes but i made a joke about uh something and i think that his what he was saying was a reference to one of my jokes which puts a different perspective on it of like oh he was kind of complimenting me (laughs) and then i stepped to him like what do you mean by that (laughs) so i don't know exactly what this dude meant by it but uh i definitely did not take it in a in a great way and uh I, my instincts kicked in. You were just you were just projecting. That's what happened. So even he might have been complimenting you, and you just weren't in the right state of mind to accept that. You were just like, anybody says anything to me, it has to be negative. Did well, yeah, bro. Well, I feel like he was trying to be slick. I honestly think he was trying to be slick. Um, which you know, fine, you could do that. Um, just you know, just know my nonverbal instincts may kick in. Uh, that, so. Your your first your first thought is usually the correct one. You know what I mean? All that stuff you were thinking about later, that's because you had time to process. But the first one is usually the right one, yo. So mm. you, were, you were probably right. He probably was taking a little shot at you. Taking a little shot. I, I, was, I love the idea of, I don't, I don't think I'm banned from Steel City. <laughs> Just I love the idea of like going up there like, oh yeah, I'm a comedy genius. Uh, <laughs> bombing for 10 minutes, threatening two people, and then getting banned from the open mic. Uh, but I, I don't think that happened though. So shout out to Steel City. That's a that's a good that's a good bombing story. You know what I'm saying it, they nothing like bombing and trying to fight afterwards. That's really good. <laughs> don't nobody say nothing to me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good. I, see, I'm trying to think. One time I might have told you this before. This was years ago. Um, I had bombed at like this. It was a really. It was in Jersey somewhere. And this guy, he was like a popular guy, flashy dude. He had like all these chicks at the show. It was like so it was, it was popping, you know what hmm. I'm saying? And but they didn't care about comedy at all. Like they didn't care. They were just, it was like a party. And they didn't care about comedy. And I was doing so bad. He had to come on stage. He took the microphone from me. He was like, yo, be quiet. He trying to tell jokes. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't want that mic back. <laughs> you got to give me that back. <laughs> but was this one? Was this a flashy dude? Yeah. He was like, great. yo, be quiet. He's he trying to let, let him do his thing. I'm like, it's not going to go well now, man. But he was like, don't worry, little man. I got you. Takes his chain off and puts it on. <laughs> it's like, all right, now you confident. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like, that's like your parent going to the school to confront your bullies. Like, it's not going to go well after that. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's. <laughs> Confidence, confidence is a very uh, unique, uh, not unique, but it, it's a very interesting how that's integrated in comedy. And because uh, a lot of times people that do comedy, they weren't necessarily the most popular, the most confident people in their adolescence. Um, so it's interesting to see how uh, how they navigate confidence and self-confidence with their performance and being an avenue of comedy. Like you ever see like a non-confident person be confident? Yeah, I it's weird. It's a weird show. thing. You ever go, like I go to like uh, a lot of open mics where like you'll see like newer comics and shots of them they're you know they're doing their thing, um, but like they're doing stuff where it's like the jokes aren't necessarily there but their confidence is and it's like oh interesting <laughs> like it's such a it's a confusing thing yeah. um, I credit them for doing it but it, it's interesting to watch. No, the, I, I say this, I say there's a lot of new comedians when I see them out here. If you're not 
Like, if you're not confident in your material, just act like it. It'll go over so much better. No matter yeah. what you're saying, if you confidently <laughs> say some bullshit, it's going, it might come across well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And same goes for you know, a lot of people that kind of just, I get that being self-defeating is a um, kind of a, a method people use and it's kind of their style. But there's times where it's like, I'll see people do like legitimately try out new stuff and it works. Like, I think it's funny, which they probably don't want to hear me say afterward. Like, I thought it was funny. But, um, but it's like, oh, wow, you know, that has some time to it. Like, if you work on that a little bit. But, like, they undersell it immediately. Like, while on stage, it's like a lot of times, like, you're orchestrating the room if you're up there. So if you downplay it or say that it's garbage when it's really moderate, at the very least, kind of underselling yourself a little bit. Right. You go, you go up there, like, yo, this is, boom, here go my joke. Boom, boom, boom. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, they, they, they think that this is, this is funny. Even if they don't get it, they're like, man, this has got to be funny to somebody the way he's saying this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, um, I'm about to dippity dip in a little bit. Uh, I got to start making dinner. Uh, Pat, if you can take a screenshot of this, I look like that meme going on where it's like dudes doing one of these and it's like, uh, you asked for this. Instead, you got that. Like, I don't know if you've seen these ones. I don't it's, think I've seen that one. No, it's like a popular one. on like, I think on one of like the Wall Street bets one where it's like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example for it. Like, uh, uh, you asked for a uh, top 10, you asked for top 10 uh, podcasts on Spotify um that's very much like wtf mark Marin and joe rogan experience what you get is a tool slut shirt like pretty much one of those it's like you you asked for this and you got this um yeah, yeah so i just realized what the lighting tells like, oh, well, kind of looks yeah like that's that. how I, that's how i know what, the, what time it is it starts getting dark in your room i know right <laughs> <laughs> the downtown skies start coming up um what where are the people uh, the PE people beyond uh, PE, where, where could they find you if they want to catch Alan Massenburg in these streets? Oh, man, you can catch me on, online at Alan Massenburg anywhere. And then uh, August 9th, you know, at Hunky Dory, hmm. Brooklyn, I got I got my, my monthly show popping off, you know what I'm saying? And I'm always ripping and running all over the place, you know what I'm saying? You never know where you're going to catch me at. So you just, go to, just go to comedy shows. I might be there. Yeah. You're at the point you're doing secret drop-ins now. People were legit like, oh, like last night. So, yeah, man, very cool. Yeah, man, um, it was it was dope. I knew, I knew, I was, I knew things were different when people were taking pictures with me. I'm like, you want a picture with me? <laughs> you mean just like comics? Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, they're like, ooh, we're gonna see out every time there. They're like, where's Alan? I'm like, he's in New York now. New York. <laughs> yeah, um, man. yeah, man. So I'll, I'll have to catch you next time I'm out there. Uh, I'll be. I'm around. That uh, that Adam Yenser show got rescheduled, so now it's on the twenty third. Uh, yeah, so on. yeah, this Friday, which you're probably listening to us after this, which you know, happy Friday to you. Uh, Still stacks. Uh, no, this is the Touchstone Theater in Bethlehem, but it's it's like an association with Steel Stacks. Uh, on twenty fifth, I'll be at Phantom Power uh, for a showcase Grape Room, which I think is outside a uh, little situation they're doing. Tuesday the twenty seventh. And uh, I'll be featuring with Jim Two's August seventh at Steel Stack. So I'm around. Get it, man. Get that. Get that money, man. Likewise, man. I'm gonna start calling you Twister. Um, but yeah. uh, <laughs> thanks for listening to Proper Bonics with a uh, Tool Slut and Twister. Um, <laughs> like, subscribe, and uh, confront people when they uh, say something to you about bombing. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah, that too.
Peace.